0: Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Today, we're going to teach a message that it continues with the series that we're doing on to God be the glory. And I think you can agree with me that all glory needs to go to God. And um, everything we say, do. And think we want him to get the glory out of that. Uh, So this is continuing with that series. We have about a couple, two, three more messages uh, or two more messages, probably. And um, this message is called, I would trust God in spite of my circumstances. I would trust God in spite of my circumstances. And. And. We want to uh, give some live examples and some examples from Scripture uh, that, that would help us when the Scriptures are live. Uh, but from the people in the Old Testament or New Testament or wherever we go, uh, we give some examples of people who uh, they trusted God in spite of. And that's what we want to do. We want to trust God in spite of our circumstances. And would you agree from last week that we – week before last, that we all have circumstances, don't we? We all have circumstances, and don't worry about it. If if you haven't, don't feel left out. You will. You know, at some point in time in your life, you're going to have some circumstances. Um, And these messages are meant to encourage us all in whatever circumstances you uh, may be going through or what you might uh, sometime go through all somebody else is going through, that you can uh, uh, give them an encouraging word. And that's that's what is very important that we need to be reaching out. We need to be sharing because people are going through some tough times um, all over uh, Lynchburg and the United States and everywhere you go. Even if you travel out of town, people are going through some tough times. So be sensitive to what God is saying uh, to you to do when you meet people. Uh, Today... Let's uh, look at starting Lamentations. Let's go there, uh, in this uh, in the Old Testament, and in Lamentations we're gonna to go to chapter three in Lamentations, and, and start in verse thirty-one. It says, "For the Lord will not reject forever." And so this is the Old Testament, and in Israel they they are, they go through things and they. Uh, because sometimes they just refuse to do what God tells them to do, which is obey his word and don't uh, worship idols and things like that. And sometimes he had to uh, discipline them a little bit. But he says to them through the, through the word of God, for the Lord will not reject forever. And so, so, so you know, that that's encouraging. It has to be encouraging to them, and it has to be to me encouraging to us is that regardless of uh why this situation is going on in america you know it's it's so it's it's just tough times you hear on the news all the things that's happening uh it's just just ridiculous sometimes the things that people do to each other and the things that uh happen in in the nation and and in the world but god it says that god will not reject forever uh so you say, well, God doesn't reject at all, never. Well, read your Bible, okay, because he, he does, um, and he did. And this is what it says in verse 32. For if he causes grief, then he will have compassion. It's good to know God is compassionate according to his abundant loving kindness. The love of kindness can be translated also mercy. So uh, it, it tells us that, that God, if he, if he causes a little something to happen to you, or allows something to happen to you, and he doesn't look like he's not doing anything uh, uh, about it, it's not going to last. It's not going to last. And I've explained that to you. and I want to keep explaining it to you because that is what we tend to think. It's gonna last. But he says, No, I don't care if I if, if I send you into captivity, I don't care what I do, it's not gonna last because I'm loving kind. I'm merciful. And that's what um David, the King David, said one time when he I think he counted the people or something like that, and he wasn't supposed to count the people and and God had to discipline of discipline the people and and um He said, okay, what what do you want? You want this? You want that? You want this? What kind of discipline do you want? And uh, you want it from the people? You want it from this? And and a plague? What do do you want? And he said, look, uh, I want it from you. I don't want it from man. I want it from you. I I don't want nothing a man doing. I want it from you because I know you are merciful. And he was. And he is. Verse 33. For he does not afflict willingly. Or grieve the sons of men now, so, uh, so I said I want to start with that because because it's so important to keep reminding us all that God is good he's good i don 't care what's going on in your life or your your, your your relative's life, your children's life, your marriage. God is good and and he is listening he is watching. He wants to see what you're going to do. How do you respond? And, and he is going to uh, be a, a father like he is. He's going to be a good father like he is because as, as bad as we are, we are good to our children. is none good, you know, except God. So uh, we know the goodness we, we do is because of God moving through us. And he's saying that, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of you. I'm with you. Regardless of what's happening, I'm with you. And in the New Testament, you know, he said also, he said, well, you know, this, this right here is, is, is I want you to realize that sometimes I'm going to have to discipline. I'm going to have to discipline. Because any father going to discipline a child. Any parent going to discipline a child because if you don't discipline, then the other scripture will fall in line. And uh, in, in, in the um, Old Testament to tell you that when you don't discipline a son, you, 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 you know you don't love him. You don't love him. So we're going to discipline our children. And he says, I'm going to discipline you. But now it also says that discipline is not joyful. Let's put it that way. It's not joyful. Uh, it's grievous. Sometimes it's grievous. But he's going to bring you through it. And when he brings it through to, to, us, uh, it, we're going to be better off for it. Aren't our children better off when we discipline them? Yeah, because they, they stop doing what, whatever is going to cause that pain. They, they, they uh, stop. I don't care what kind of pain it is, whether it's um, physical, whether you're taking the computer away, whether, you know, take the cell phone away, take the car away, whatever you want to do. Uh, they, don't want, they don't want nothing taken away. They don't want no pain. And so, therefore, um, they're not going to keep doing it because you're disciplining them. them. And so that's what God is saying. Now, I wanted to uh, go to Deuteronomy so we can see some things there. Uh, it's, it's so good. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 8. Let's go there. I said, yes, indeed, God, this is so good what you're trying to teach us here because I, 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 I need to know, and be reminded of your goodness. In, in verse 1, it says uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 1, it says, all the commandments that I am commanding you today, you shall be careful to do. That you may live and multiply, and go in and possess the land which, you, which the Lord has sworn to give you. For uh, give 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 you, uh, he he told his forefathers that, which I told your forefathers. Verse two, you shall remember all the way which the Lord your God has led you. In the wilderness. So he's asking them, I want you to recall. I want you to c- recall some things. These 40 years. So they, you know, went, went around 40 years. And then they were ready to go over. He says, why, why, why did I do that? That, it says, that he might humble you. That he may humble you. So see, God is teaching them. God is disciplining them. Discipline is not uh, what people all the time think it is, is that discipline means that I'm going to do something bad, and every time I discipline you, I'm going to do something bad. But see, if you've been in the service or anything like that, or if you're on any type of uh, worship team, uh, athletic team, or uh, chilling team, or whatever, you got to be disciplined. You just can't jump when everybody else is Still, you can't just do flips when everybody else is is, is doing something else. You got to be disciplined to do everything together. And he says that I'm going to discipline you. And so he said I was disciplining you to humble you. I said, "Woo!" So I said, "Okay, God, I want I want help. I want to I want to humble myself before you have to discipline me to be humble. That's what I want." You see? He said. That, that, that's why I was doing this, see, um, to humble you, testing. You said, God doesn't test anybody. Testing, now come on now, <laughs> testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So God's going to humble us, and he's going to test us, to see whether we're going to keep His word or not, and His word is love, isn't it? Love Him with all His our heart, mind, soul, strength. Love uh, others as He has loved us. Uh, he wants us to to walk in love, and He says that I want to. I'm going to test you to see whether you're going to do that, whether you're going to walk in love. And you know, just just what we uh, said today and what we're doing, you know, you, you, you're going to have to walk in love, even to to do that during this pandemic situation, uh, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know whether there's another strand coming out. We don't know uh, whether, how long a uh, vaccination will last till we, you need a booster. We don't know because all those things are not, we, have, we haven't had it long enough. You see, we don't know whether it's effective for everybody. And I was looking on a situation. They said, this person right here, when they took one, they had some bad happen to them when they had a vaccination. Well, you know, we don't know a lot of things. See, everything has to be in faith, whether you take it, whether you don't. Everything has to be in faith, you see. So he says that I'm going to test you to see whether you're going to Obey His commandments. Now, now though, 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 we're talking Old Testament right now, so we can say God is going to test us to see whether we actually going to walk in love. Whether you want to have your way, or I'm going to hit the highway, you know, because I don't something not going my way. I wanted to. God, that's not love. How many? How many mothers leave their young, leave their children because the children? Um, cry, and they they, they don't. They say, "You you're keeping me up. You're keeping me up. When I when I birthed you, I went through enough, and now you want to keep me up? Had to feed you." And they leave them. How, many, how You don't have. It, it might be. I don't know how many animals will do that. You know, I'm not talking about human beings now. But human beings are never supposed to do that. But I think it's it's somebody. Who, when they lay some, and lay an egg, they'll leave it and leave it right there for somebody to step on it. Uh, it's, it's one, and, and he didn't. It said it didn't give him much sense. God didn't give that animal much sense. Uh, and, and you, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm sure you, you've read it somewhere. But, but the thing is that we need to love each other, and that's going to be tested, isn't it? It's going to be tested. And when God tests us, and you can read that in probably James chapter 1. now, When God tests us, it's not for us to fail. When Satan tests us, it is to fail. It's for us to fail. But God, he doesn't want us to fail. He wants us to, he wants us to know what's in our heart. Now, he already knows what's in our heart, doesn't he? Or, or do you think he really doesn't know? So when it says that to find out what's in your heart, whether you're going to obey my word. He already knows. But see, we don't know. We think that my heart is pure. Let him test my heart. It's pure. Pure as gold. Come on. Gold is not pure. Is it? No, gold is not pure. It's got to be heated up. You know, so that all the impurities come out. So um, he wants us to know that, okay, I got some things I need to work on. Yes, I do it. Yes, I do. Verse 3. He humbled you and let you be hungry. Now, who would do that? Who would take somebody up to the brink of, I mean, they, they, just, they, they were hungry yesterday. They're hungry today, and they don't know whether they're going to die or not. And they're still hungry, and they, so they start complaining. Now, didn't the children of Israel do that in the wilderness? Yeah. But they were supposed to say, I have a loving God, well, and he loves me. How often does he love you? All the time. How often is he good? All the time. Well, then, why are you complaining because you're hungry, because we don't have any meat to eat. We don't have any food. See, he humbled them. That's what he said. And let you be hungry. Then he said, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you understand. So God is doing something for a reason. Suppose. We have a have a situation that we can't go to the store or something happened like like uh you know, somebody break into the uh, uh system, cyber something, and, and we can't get anything to eat in Lynchburg because they're holding hostage uh the city council uh to pay money so that you can get food in Lynchburg. Now what will we do? Will we say I can't believe that. Oh we start saying, "I know somebody who has saved up some preserves, they canned stuff. Let's go break in their house and let's take some." Are we going to do that? Or are we going to say, "You know what? We're going to trust God. All he's, all he's doing is causing us to hunger so that He can find out whether we're going to uh, live by bread alone or by every word that proceeded." Out of the mouth of the Lord. You know what it says? That's what it says right here. Verse 3. See, these things are our examples. And what I want to do is let's pass our test. Let's pass our test. See? So we're going to trust God in spite of our circumstances. And that's what God was trying to get them to do. I, I, I want you to trust me regardless of your circumstance. So I'm going to take you up. And, 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 uh, and around, and you're not going to have any water. Then when you get the water, it's going to be bitter. Don't complain because I love you. He's trying to get it over to him. You know, um, you're hungry right now, and you want some uh, quail, or you want all these, the meat and all these flesh pots you used to have in in, 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 um, in Egypt, but don't worry about it. Where are we going to get some food from Most Don't worry about it. I love you. I'm going to take care of you. And so he, that's what he wanted them to say. And, and, and they, if, Suppose all of them would have said, hey, I don't care nothing about no Red Sea. I don't care how high it is. If he says go cross, let's start stepping on the water because we're going to cross. See, he wanted them to do that. He wanted them to uh, don't worry about the food, don't worry about the water. God going to take care of it. They would have gone right on over to the promised land. They wouldn't have gone around 40 years. But see, he's trying to test them. Now, what is he trying to test us in? Uh, Any circumstances that we are having, is is he watching? Is he listening to find out? Say, Well, I wonder, are they going to pass their test? It's just a test. And all it is is to, to help them, to show them what they need to work on. Let's go to Genesis. And in Genesis, it's so, so nice. And you know the story. It's the story of Joseph. And we're going to talk about Genesis chapter 37. Let's go down. And we want to glean a little bit from here because I want to learn how to... Trust God in spite of my circumstances. I don't want to wait to the end. I don't want to be um, really uh, the type of person that's going to complain and think I'm doing everything perfect, and I might be, uh, but still I'm going through some things, and I want God to tell me. And I'm telling him, you tell me what's wrong. You tell me, have I do, done anything wrong? I've done this. I've done this. I've fed the poor. I've done this. I've done this. I did all this. I do this, this, this. So what is, what is the problem? Who, who said that? Similar to that? Job, didn't he? Job was, hey, hey, you know, I've, I've done this. I've, his, his, his friends was the one that saying, Job, you know, God doesn't, does, doesn't do anything like that if you're doing what you're supposed to do. You, you messed up somewhere. See, but Job hadn't messed up, but the problem was that God was testing him. God was doing these things. God was allowing the enemy to to mess with him uh, to a certain point. But at the end, God returned everything and did what what, what God does. He just blesses people. And so I want to be on the. I, I want to have a short period of testing, real short. One day. One day, you know, I don't like pain. You know, let's look at verse one. Now, Jacob lived in the land where his father had sojourned in the land of Canaan. These are the. The, 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 the uh, records of the generations of Jacob. Joseph. Joseph. When seventeen years of age. Anybody in here seventeen? Anybody over here seventeen? Anybody here seventeen? Seventeen? Wait, look. Wait, where's the? Oh, they next door. Okay, okay. Lily's seventeen. Okay, anybody else in here seventeen? Okay. Oh, there's one back there. There you go. Yeah. How you doing, little girl? That's it. That's it. Seventeen. Yeah. 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 17 years of age was pasturing his um pastoring the flock of his his brother with his brothers while he was still a youth. There is a youth, Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca, the youth, yeah, that's a youth. You Along with the sons of Bilah and the sons of Zilpah, uh, his father's wives, and Joseph broke back and a bad report about them to his father. And now what do you think Jacob did, or Israel did, what do you think he did when, when when his son brought about this bad report? Well, see, his father probably got on the, on, on the, his sons, and they said, oh, man, that, that Joseph had told on us and stuff like that. So that's not good for Joseph. And verse 3, then Israel lived... Israel loved Joseph more than all his sons. Now, you want to learn from this that don't, don't favor, show favor, favoritism to your children. If you haven't learned it, don't do it, okay? If you haven't had children yet, when, they, when you have them, don't show favoritism just because of your firstborn. Or just because it was your last born. Because it says here, because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a very colored tunic. And there was a a full length um, uh, uh, tunic there. And it says that his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers. And so they hated him and could not speak to him on friendly terms, and that friendly terms mean uh, in peace. So they couldn't speak to him. They couldn't even speak to him in peace because they, they, they disliked him. They didn't like him. They, they, he, he, was, uh, he told on them, and his father was, was showing him favoritism, and so they, they didn't like him. Now, are we going to pass that test and not have to go through anything? You say, are we gonna are we gonna show favoritism to people? You know, your children, like like Joseph did, show favoritism, and then his children hated hated Joseph, and that's not good. When 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 the brothers and sisters don't love each other, that's not good at all. But it can, but we can cause that if we show favoritism to our children because they are young. You know, but well, the, 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 your, your 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 brother he he he's young, and and don't don't. Let him have his way, you know. No, he has to be disciplined just like everybody else. Yeah, just like everybody else. Well, nowadays and times, uh, uh, you know, you don't you don't discipline your children. You just let them uh, do what they want to do because they might tell the the uh, authorities on you. So you let them do what they want to do. Don't you do that? You know, don't you do that because it's unscriptural. Okay, unscriptural. Verse five. Then Joseph had a dream. Now, test number one was to me that the the sons of Jacob shouldn't have hated their brother. Even though, because they need to trust God in spite of the circumstances in which their father was presented to him. I love, I love Joseph more than I love you all. I can show it to you. See, he showed it to him. He didn't tell him. I love Joseph more than I love you. So, get over it. No, he didn't say that. He just showed it. He showed it. And see, but see, the the the, the sons didn't pass the test of. When when, when you think about somebody doing something like that, you get jealous, don't you? You get jealous. Pass the test of jealousy, please. At work, I know you understand that some people get treated better than other people at work that's doing the same job you're doing. In the same company that you're in, but some people... Or just show somehow favoritism. That happens on the job. So get over it now. Come on. Now said, when I say get over it, I mean take it to God. So God, you know what? They're treating me at work. You know, uh, I get all the third shift. You know, I want some first shifts. They don't give me first shift. They only give me second shift. They give me third shift where my body got to stay up. And then if I look like I'm enjoying it, they'll change it to second shift. But this other person over here, they're on first shift all the time. I've been here longer than they've been here. I have more seniority than they have. But yet he's doing me this way. God, help me, God. See, talk to God. Don't 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 go talk to you know the you know the other other person in the next cubicle or whatever uh, don't don't talk to them because they're gonna go back and tell hey uh, um, I just want to let you know that so and so so they talking about you don't tell them I said it though you know keep it under your hat you know people are telling. That's why the scripture said, don't, don't, don't say anything negative about the, about the king in your bedroom because they, it's going to get out. A bird going to fly out and it, he heard it and he's going to fly out and tell it. You know. So we're going to pass that test, aren't we? We're going to pass that test. The second test was that in verse 5, Joseph had a dream. Was it a dream from God? Well, if you read the story, you know the dream was from who? From God. He didn't eat pizza. They didn't have pizza back then. He didn't eat pizza and, and had this dream. See, so, you know, no, God gave him a dream. See, we found that out later on, and he, he gave him a dream. And it says that. And when he told it to his brothers, did he did, did on his dream? Did the dream say, now "Go tell it to your brothers"? No, he didn't say that. The dream was about just, you know, he said to to them, please listen to to this dream which I had. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field. And lo, my sheaf rose up and also stood erect. So it didn't just rise up. It stood erect. And behold, your sheaves gathered around and bowed down to my sheep. Isn't that a great? Isn't that a great dream? Oh, uh, great! Isn't that a great dream, brothers? Isn't that great? I mean, doesn't that sound cool, man? That's a cool dream. I'm here. I'm here to stand up. I'm the youngest now. You see my coat? I got a very, good, you know, God, you know. See, I'm favored. I'm favored by my father. Now I'm favored by God because, see. See, I had this dream, and, and y'all bow down, y'all bowed down, y'all bowed down. Then his brother said to, to him, are you actually going to reign over us? Now, they didn't have the gift of interpretation, but it doesn't take much to interpret that, does it? Doesn't take much. Or are we, or are you really going to rule over us? So they, and I thought it was really interesting that, that they didn't say, hey, you're not going to reign over us. You're not going to rule over us. They didn't say that. They, 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 they were asking a question. Are we really going to do this? Are we really? So So Joseph might have had other dreams that might have come true. They, they know this dude, he, he has dreams now. He has dreams. So they're asking but they're asking, are we really going really to do this? Verse 9. Now, the, now he had still another dream and relate, re, related it to his brothers and said, Lo, hey, come here. I have had still another dream. And behold, the sun and the moon and 11, 11 stars were bowing down to me. Now, what's the interpretation? And see so y'all have the gift of interpretation. What's the interpretation? Oh, his father and his mother, see? And say so, and plus all the children, say, It says that <laughs> and that that that's that's, that's very interesting. Uh, said he related it to his his father and to his brothers, so he had other brothers that, that heard it, and his father rebuked him and said to him What is this dream that you have had? Shall I and your mother and your brothers actually come to bow ourselves down before you to the ground? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the sayings in mind. Now, we're going to stop there and we're going to pick it up there. Next week, because I want us to look at these tests that uh, these these brothers are going through, the father is going through, Joseph is going through, and glean and say, you know, I think I think I want to avoid some of these things. So if if you have a dream, you might not want to come up and say, "Hey, I had a dream." <laughs> I stood up, and everybody, no music playing, it wasn't the song, I bowed down. But the dream says everybody in there bowed down when I stood up. You might not want to tell the congregation that, you know. You just might not because then we'll have to say, okay, uh, I don't, I, I already don't like you, but now I really don't like you, see. So they had to, they had to They had to uh, pass this test of humility. You see, jealousy was already a test, but now it's a test of humility. Now, Joseph could have been humble. He could have said, you know, um, they could have said, Have you had any more dreams, uh, 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 Joseph? Well, you know, you probably have more dreams than I have. Anybody have dreams? Of, nah, don't don't worry about no dreams. You know, he could have. God didn't tell him to tell anybody anyway. So why cause problems to yourself? Be humble. Be humble, because God has gifted all of us, hasn't he? You know, and so don't act like you're the you're the big cheese. You know, everything rise and fall on you, uh, because it's gonna come back and bite Joseph. If you don't have humility, son, you know, so it's two tests that's been so far that we read test of what jealousy. We're not going to be jealous. And the test of humility, we're going to be humble. We're not going to show off our gift and think that, you know, hey, I can if I, I can pray for you. Let me pray for you. Well, they already paid for me. I haven't prayed for you, though. Let me pray for you. When I pray, everybody gets healed. But you might not want to say that. You know, you might not want to say that. Oh, be humble. You know, be humble. Okay? Father, we thank you for your word, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to, to uh, if there's anybody in our in the hearing of a voice, Lord, and haven't given their life to Jesus Christ, we ask you to. Um, Move on move on them, Lord, because nobody can come to you unless they draw them. No one can come to Jesus unless the Father draws them. Draw them, Lord. Draw them to yourself. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We're going to have communion. And Eddie, uh, would you come up and lead us in communion? The thing is right there. The hand, handheld thing is there. This is Eddie McCann for those of you who don't know Eddie McCann.
1: Hello? Hello? Yeah. Right.
0: How many of us can say amen to what
1: Willie just shared with us here about there's always been Good times and bad times. I'm only at 62, and I can tell you I've been through a few as you have. The important thing to remind us, us too, is that God is still in control because of what's going on. An important old thing to remember is called covenant. As long ago to the Israelites, He made a commitment to them, it was, you know, justified or clarified by the shedding of blood. And so we're now experiencing that ourselves in the new covenant, and that uh, Jesus himself is the giver of the blood and the giver of his life. There would be uh, forgiveness of our sins and in relationship with him. As all of us well know, probably saw the movie once or twice. Um, Get this to work right here. I thought I'd memorize this, but I guess I'm not that smart. Um, But on the night, in fact, during the time period He's actually being betrayed as this was taking place uh, by Judas He sat in the upper room and gave a blessing and took the bread and said, take this and eat. And after a while, we'll eat the bread now. And then sing a blessing again. He said, this is the blood of the new covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. He pass the cup and all partook. Basically, we have shared in a, a, a covenant activity that's been going on for centuries. And again, we remind you that the covenant says there'll be good times and there'll be bad times. But as Willie really so often, quickly said, his intention for us is good. So even when the bad comes, you know, you know the good is not far behind. For me personally, it's been a struggle here recently, but I know where this is all headed. It gives me great peace. It gives me great peace to spend it with you. Let me say something. For God's face is shone upon us, He's given us peace. He's given us each other. He's given us the Holy Spirit. So go forth and smell like God. Be a fragrance around those you know and love and those who don't love you back. Bless you, Father. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. And, uh, Eddie stole some of my thunder, but I'll speak the blessing over us anyway. (laughs) Uh, we can't get too much of that, can we? <clears throat> the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace this week. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelinchburg.com. contact us by email, CornerstoneCom at Comcast.net, or call us at
0: 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.